I wanted to talk about celebration. I want to talk about this. This is kind of a theme that you've probably noticed that I've talked about when we do our journal days, when we do some reflection at the end of the month. And here we are, December, so it's getting towards the end of the year. And so I wanted to give us a reminder about the impact and the necessity within personal growth and the Dharma about reflecting on our goodness and celebrating our strengths and aspiring to bring more goodness to ourselves and to the world actively, intentionally. Because this kind of thing, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the myths and some of the hangups we have around self-praise, about giving ourselves pats on the back when our spiritual practice is going well and honoring the goodness that we achieve in our practice and looking at ways of skillfully doing that so we have less fear around personal praise of spiritual experiences. And it's something I've talked about in other Dharma talks. So for those of you who are familiar, you know that this is one of the things I like to talk about. Um, so we're going to do it again, but from a different perspective. I wanted to offer two frameworks. So one of the things I wanted to offer is the idea that celebrating, right, honoring and celebrating a success or an aspiration can be an expression of gratitude. Celebrating self-praise and congratulating yourself and reminding yourself that you've been successful at something can be an expression of gratitude. So basically it makes celebration a spiritual act. And it takes us away from the ego and more into a position of spiritual development. And so the difference is sort of like, look at me, look what I did versus how grateful I am for this success in my life, for this goodness. And may this goodness be used to serve others. So you can compliment your strengths. You can acknowledge that you have been successful in certain things in your life and you can turn that into an opportunity for gratitude and sharing and generosity or there is a slippery slope where we can become greedy and we can move into arrogance and we are like look how special i am right there's a subtle difference but there is this way of using celebration as a spiritual act for example like in our practice when you have a moment or you notice that a quality of enlightenment has come online, you're feeling really equanimous or really spacious, really generous, you can acknowledge that that's happening. The Buddha does instruct us to note when these good qualities are coming into being. And we can feel grateful for the effort we've put in and that the fruits of our labors have come into being. Now we could run around and brag about how equanimous we are. We certainly could do that, but that would be a whole different story. We could say, oh, look how mindful I am. But that's not what I'm talking about, of course. What I'm talking about is saying, oh, wow, look, here's a moment of presence. This is something I've learned to cultivate, and I'm grateful for the success of this moment. And I hope that this success can help other people. Like, I can be a person that stands in the world as someone who's mindful and impacts others positively. So... I'm going to explain psychologically why this is important. And I've said this in different ways before, but again, I want to reiterate this, especially towards the end of the year when we tend to do a lot of reflecting and 2020 has been such a doozy. Oh my gosh. So much reflection, so much letting go, I feel like is necessary for this, uh, for this new year, so to speak. So let me ground this in the Buddha's insight for you. So it's important for us to remember that the Buddha's realization, again, is that 
these heart-mind qualities that we call the factors of awakening, right? Mindfulness, equanimity, compassion, wisdom, effort, energy. These qualities that the Buddha talks about are essentially habits, right? These qualities that we develop become habits and it becomes who we are as people in the world. It's how we show up. Mindfulness is a quality that becomes a habit. It becomes a way of living. So we're developing these new habits. We're trying to get these new habits online, right? And from a Western psychological perspective, they have found that one of the best ways to take a quality and make it into a real character trait is to celebrate its development as you practice it. So acknowledging when you're becoming more compassionate, acknowledging that you are becoming more equanimous and celebrating those moments, celebrating those moments of success when you have a good meditation. Again, not in a sense of ego, but a sense of gratitude. And psychologically, we call this integration. Integration is when we take a quality that we're developing and we really make it into a habit. We really become something that is lived, something that's lived fully moment to moment. And so this is really compatible with the Dharma. At first, it doesn't sound like it, right? Most of us uh, in the Dharma inadvertently, I think, take a self-effacing stance, right? Because there's this myth that if we praise ourselves or give ourselves encouragement around spiritual things, that we're reinforcing the self, we're reinforcing an identity, and that there's some kind of negativity there, some kind of lack of skillfulness in doing that. And oftentimes we see self-praise as only being an expression of self, only an expression of arrogance or covetousness of, of the quality that we're celebrating. So I really wanted to invite you to consider it as something beneficial, something skillful, and something really a part of Buddhist practice. One of the reasons that it's so important to acknowledge our success is because of this negative brain bias that we have. This tendency for the mind to look out into our environment and notice the negative, right? To put ourselves down, to be self-deprecating, to tell ourselves we're not good enough. We have this negative attitudinal orientation. And this comes from this primitive desire to prevent harm. So this negative brain bias looks at the world and tries to find the negative so it can protect itself. So it can say, oh, I don't want that to happen again. So we look for the things that are going wrong. We look at the things in our life that aren't working well and the mind tends to latch onto those. The challenge with that is that when it's latching onto the negative, we don't see all the positive in our life. We don't get to focus on all the goodness that we're developing and the goodness we're living into and our noble aspirations of peace and freedom, mindfulness, right? So part of the reason I always invite us to come back to celebrating our successes in our spiritual practice is so we can overcompensate for our natural tendency to think we're not good enough, that we're not doing a good enough job, that we're not uh, worthy of being awake and aware, right? We always tend to look at the negative side of things. So this is another reason why I think it's very helpful to remind ourselves in our spiritual practice to celebrate our achievements. When we can meditate every day for a few minutes, at the end of the week, it's healthy to say, wow, I did it. It's so hard to meditate regular, <laughs> regularly, right? Even with the best of intentions. Like I'll share this with you as an example. The last few years, you know, I have a good meditation practice, you know, most of the time. Uh, but 
this last few years, I've just been really, really busy. So graduate school and working multiple jobs and all kinds of other stuff, sitting regularly was starting to get choppy and I noticed it, I noticed the difference. And so I had to make this strong determination to sit every day and to remind myself even five minutes a day is a great accomplishment. And I found that praising myself in that healthy way of like, oh, I did it. I made sure that I sat every day this week, right? I sat every day this week. And what that did is it reminded me that I was capable. It also brought some joy into the process, right? It was this sense of, oh, I'm doing it. I'm being the meditator I want to be in the world. I wasn't running around like, you know, bragging about, you know, my consistent meditation practice. I was just celebrating it within my own heart and my own mind to remind myself that I was bringing goodness into the world, bringing goodness into myself, and I was being successful at something that was very meaningful to me. I will continue. I'll share this with you as well. So we only have a few weeks left in the year. So, so far I've sat every day this year and I'm very excited about that. And at the end of the year on the 31st, I'm going to do a Snoopy dance and I'm going to be very excited that I sat every day this year because that was my goal. If I make it, if not, I'm not going to like freak out about it, but I will celebrate the moment because that's discipline in practice, right? That gives me a sense of, wow, so much work was put into this. I'm so grateful for the fruits of the labor of meditation. And I know what happens when I have consistent practice and I can be joyful and celebratory and share it with my peers as meditators without it being some kind of reification of self, without reinforcing some ego. So I want to invite you to give yourself permission to celebrate these kind of developments in your practice. Another aspect of this I think is so important is if you think about it, human beings have this lovely, remarkable, remarkable ability to grow and change, right? We have an incredible ability to be resilient and to recover and to bounce back. And we have this awesome ability to set our sights on developing these qualities and living into them and actually bringing them into the world, right? It's this incredible gift that we have. So I would invite you to think of celebrating your success as celebrating the very gift of living, right? Living means growing and changing, right? Developing. And we have this incredible ability to direct this development into really positive spaces. So celebrating your intentional development in the Dharma is a celebration of the gift of life. It's this gift that we have of being self-aware beings that can live and love and grow intentionally, right? We can set aspirations of personal development and become those beautiful creatures that we want to be. So I'm inviting you to think of celebration as a type of prayer, right? As a type of offering to your life, right? A real honoring of the capacity of the human spirit to grow and awaken, rather than looking at it as a form of egoism, which is really easy to do. So those are my frameworks. These are the ways I tend to go about thinking, thinking of this. And again, coming back to what I said earlier, it's important to remember that psychologically speaking, we are apt to develop new habit patterns and integrate them and get them online quicker with positive reinforcement. When we pat ourselves on the back and say, that was a good sit. You had a lot of pain, your mind was distracted, but you didn't go to war with your mind. Good job. Meditation's tough. This morning, <laughs> uh, speaking of going to war with the mind, so this morning, I'll share this with you. 
I had a great moment. It was uncomfortable, but I had a great moment. So my sit was just all over the place this morning. And I, I went into the sit with this interest in it being a really good sit. Like I was awake and I was ready to sit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be all relaxed and focused. Not at all. My mind was all over the place. And it just kept going to all these plans and checklists. And I, f I found myself kind of scolding my mind. And at one point, I'm not sure if I actually said it, but I definitely felt it. I was kind of like, enough already. Just like be with the breath. Like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you be focused? And I caught myself in the moment. I caught myself going to war with the mind. And the minute I caught myself, I was able to relax. I was able to let go of trying to be a great meditator in that moment. I let go of thinking I wasn't good enough and I let go of the frustration and the meditation from that point on was really relaxed, really focused, really at ease. And that was a great moment. Like after the meditation, I thought to myself, wow, that was really cool that I was able to catch the war of the mind in the moment as I was as it was happening, I was able to let go. That small reminder to myself that I did some good work will encourage my mind to look for that again as I practice. That small positive reinforcement will encourage that ability to notice going war with the mind, right? And so I, I'm not, I didn't spend my day like texting everybody and emailing people being like, oh, I watched my mind go to war with itself and I, you know, I was able to pull out of it. It wasn't like that, but I was definitely happy that I had the moment because it was a learning, it was a learning moment for me. So I just want you to celebrate those moments of learning in your spiritual practice. Don't be afraid of honoring the success in your spirituality because we work so hard at this and it is very difficult to bring this stuff online. So any help we can get to being awake and aware and being successful at this process of being meditators, take advantage, take advantage of it. Give yourself some positive reinforcement. Okay, let's see here. Okay, I wanna talk just for a minute or two. I wanna do some reflection work because uh, it's important, it's that time of the year. And I think this can be really helpful because it's been a really tough year for all of us in various ways. And because it's been a really tough year, based on what I said earlier, it's really easy for us to look back at this year and feel a sense of weariness, a sense of tiredness, right? A, a sense of fatigue. It's really easy to think we didn't get enough done or do enough or live enough or love enough, or it was just, we've just been hit with so many things this year, so much stress. It is very easy to forget how much goodness was required for us to manage this year. How successful everyone in this room was at managing this year. We have strengths that we've ignored or pushed aside or just haven't been aware of because of the stress and the trials and tribulation of social upheaval and the medical situation with COVID and the elections and everything that's been going on. The fires, oh my gosh. There's so many things, I forgot about the fires, that was thrown in there as well. Not to mention the implications of climate change related to that. So we've had a tough year. So um, I would invite you to do this. I'd like to do some reflection to give you some uh, guidance on how you might ask yourself some really good questions in order to encourage some celebration as your year comes to an end. Now you can do this in meditation or you can grab a notebook and do this as a spirit, uh, journaling exercise. So I'm gonna give you like two minutes in case you do wanna get up and grab a piece of paper and a pen. 
and then we'll get started. You can also do it as meditation, but you can do it as a journal exercise as well. So I'll give us a couple minutes for people to get situated and we'll do some reflection questions. So some basic instructions for these kind of exercises. I always like to say three things. You don't have to write full sentences. You can just write a word or an image or something that's on the top of your heart and mind. For these kind of reflections, first answer is best answer, right? It's not like a philosophical inquiry. It's a mindfulness exercise. So whatever pops up on the tip of your heart, that's what you can write down or just bring into awareness. Um, and then the other thing is be aware of body sensations as I ask the questions. Watch how your mood changes. Watch the thoughts, the feelings, and the body sensations. So bring it as a meditative exercise, not just a reflection. We'll get more out of it, and it makes it more solidly a Dharma experience, of course. If one of these questions doesn't apply to you, that's fine. Hold the awareness of the emotion. That's how we'll do it. Okay. Here's an obvious question. I asked it earlier, basically. In this moment, in this moment, right here, right now, what goodness in your life is worth celebrating? Right here, right now, what goodness in your life is worth celebrating? Another way of asking it, would be in this moment, when you think back on 2020, what was your greatest accomplishment? Or what are you most grateful for? When you take this whole long year into account, what was your greatest success? What are you most grateful for? 12 months in. And if there are multiple things, you can just write down whatever comes to mind. It doesn't have to be one. It could be two, three. That's what comes up. This has been a challenging year, hands down, right? But you've gotten through it. And that's something in and of itself to celebrate, is to know that if we're here in this room tonight, we've all gotten through this far to the degree that we can. But we have. We've gotten through this far. And so I would ask you this, what has been the most challenging aspect of the year? When you look back over these 12 months, what event, person, situation, mind state, what was the most challenging thing for you this year? And you could mention one or two, but usually something pops up. What was the most challenging thing? And then I'm going to invite you to flip this around. We could spend time just talking about the challenges, but that would be the negative brain bias, right? So to turn this into a celebratory reflection, we'll do this. In light of the challenges, in light of the challenges, 
what qualities and strengths did you rely on within yourself to get through? What qualities and strengths, what goodness within you helped you to get through these challenges? And I'm going to list off some things, <clears throat> excuse me, that we don't normally consider in times of reflection. Things such as patience. Did you have to rely on patience this year at all to get through any challenges? Did you have to rely on being more hopeful, more persistent in some way? Did you have to drum up some determination to overcome some stress or fatigue? Maybe you used humor and joy to keep yourself going. Also a strength, qualities of awakening, right? What strengths did you use this year and so this is where we look and say, I have successfully used qualities. I have invoked goodness to manage the dukkha in my life. Some of you have had to help kids on Zoom day in and day out. You've had to be role models. You've had to be more organized, right? You've had to be more cautious, more careful, right? More considerate. All of these strengths that we have to rely on to survive in times such as these. What strengths did you invoke this year that allowed you to get through? What comes to mind for me is I really had to constantly adapt. I really had to rely on my ability to adapt because things were seemed to be changing constantly and I felt pushed and pulled throughout the year. But that's a strength. That was a success. Despite the year, I can say, wow, I adapted well this year in spite of it all. I sure I feel burnt out, but I adapted well. That's a success. What about learning something new? Did you have to learn anything new? Learn anything new about finding a place to get toilet paper, right? This year we had to learn things, right? We had to reach out. Maybe one of the strengths you had this year was your ability to ask for help. Or maybe you showed up in someone else's life as a role model and offered care and comfort in a way that helped get you and them through these times. I imagine you were, for those with kids, you were a role model to your, to your kids this year in a wholly different way, you know, or to your partner. What kind of strengths did you have to invoke to be in lockdown with your family, family members, maybe that you're not normally with. I don't know. Everyone has different situations, right? How did you survive? What goodness did you bring over this year? This is a way of turning the challenge into a way of celebrating your successes, to really look inside and acknowledge. Another way of asking this is when you think through the factors of awakening, mindfulness, equanimity, compassion, were you successful at using those this year to manage the stress of COVID, right? Were you able to be mindful? Were you able to be equanimous at times? Were you able to use the qualities of investigation? How did you use your practice? Was there success there?
So with this in mind, another question. Imagine that we are all sitting here, just like we are, in this digital Dharma Hall, but it's December 2021. A year from now, we're all sitting here. If you were reflecting back on the year, what would you be celebrating? What would you be celebrating a year from now? Another way of asking it is, in this next year, what would you most like to achieve, aspire towards, create, or have happen? The end of next year, if we're all sitting here sharing in the goodness of 2021, what do you want to be delighted about? What do you want to be smiling about? It can be anything. And the last two questions go like this. In this moment, what do you foresee being the biggest challenge for you in this upcoming year? What comes up to the heart if you think of this next year? Intuitively, what is the, what is the challenge on the horizon? This is an exploration of karma, looking out for the suffering, anticipating in preparation to manage with our qualities of awakening. What might be the biggest challenge for 2021 for you this year? And then in light of that challenge and the knowledge of your strengths and the knowledge of your goodness, what qualities will you need or what qualities do you have that you can use to manage this possible suffering? What qualities would be required to manage this upcoming stress? So what I like about these kind of exercises is there are a few things that we invoke. One, we remind ourselves to aspire, right? The Buddha aspired to freedom, right? And then he went about cultivating strengths and qualities to reach that freedom. And every year, every month, every day, we can also aspire. We can aspire to goodness. We can aspire to show up in the world. And we can reflect on our practice and ask ourselves, what goodness do I have that I can use to manage the suffering of day-to-day -day life, to make life worth celebrating? And can I, in turn, celebrate that goodness, celebrate those qualities that we're cultivating day in and day out with our practice, reminding ourselves of the goodness that we've achieved and being able to do it in a way that motivates us to share and to celebrate and to even be self-sacrificial, meaning we offer that service to others 
rather than using it as an opportunity to covet, like, ooh, look how good my life is, or that greediness that can happen with goodness that comes our way, right? Attaching ourselves to privilege rather than using privilege to help others. Those kind of flip sides, right, that we have. So 2020, 2021, these are some of the questions I would invite you to consider as we're moving in to the next year. I will post these uh, for you. I'll send these out because I have them sitting here. So I'll send the questions out so you can take a look at them if you want to do some deeper uh, reflections. So my friends, I'm going to end almost on time tonight. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to do this every, every week. Every week I'm going to do my best. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spending this year in the Dharma with me, truly. I am, I've had such a great year with you all. This has been so much fun. I have grown in my practice hugely thanks to you all. Um, having to come here and teach and to share and to be in the Dharma is so motivating. I just, I'm incredibly grateful. And I'm so excited about another year doing this all with retreats and workshops and just more opportunities to come together. And I cannot wait for that vaccine so we can be in person. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be so, it's going to be so weird to actually be able to meditate with people in real life again. Um, and I know I have to bring some balance and equanimity because it's like, it may be six more months before that happens, but I am delighted to be here and I am so looking forward to sharing the rest of this year and next year with you in the Dharma. Let us do some meta. Remind ourselves of our greatest aspiration before we close. Take a long, slow, deep breath in. Relaxing back into the body. Back into breath. My wish for you all is that you can be awake and aware to the incredible goodness that is within you and that you can show up in the world and have that goodness impact everyone you come in contact with. Awake and aware to our innate goodness. Let's remind ourselves why we come together we come together in community to practice, to invoke the qualities of awakening, compassion and equanimity, kindness and joy, wisdom, well-being, generosity. We want to be successful at cultivating these qualities in our life, celebrating these qualities as they come into being so we can be fully transformed by them. So we can walk in the world awakened with our highest aspiration being the liberation of all beings. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings know true love, true joy, and true happiness in this very lifetime. 
May we love and support ourselves on this journey to awakening so we can love and support others in doing the same. May all beings be free. May all beings be free. May all beings be free. Thank you so much for coming, my friends. I will see you next week. Be safe, be well.